Alright, we're going to be in Galatians chapter 5, 16 through 18. We're not quite to the fruit of the Spirit yet. There are still some things that we have to go over. I didn't fully go through Sunday morning uh, what I wanted to, and so we're going to look at 16, we're going to look at 17, then we're going to look at 18, obviously 19 and 20 and 21 are a list of just... You in Galatians? Yes. Galatians chapter 5. Chapter 5. Okay. So, Galatians 5. Um, I'm going to read the text. We're going to pray and then we're going to get right into it. Galatians 5 and verse 16 says this, but I, but I say, walk by the Spirit and you will not carry out the desire of the flesh. For the flesh sets its desire against the Spirit and the Spirit against the flesh. For these are in opposition to one another so that you may not do the things that you please. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Let's pray. Father, we come to you tonight. We thank you for the text that you've given to us. Uh, I pray that there will just be illumination, Lord, in it, that we would be able to see the truth, Lord, of what what you're showing us here about righteousness, wickedness, and and what lies within. We love you, Lord. We thank you for all that you do for us. I'm grateful just to be able to stand tonight and teach, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Verse 16, it says, But I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not carry out the desire of the flesh. This is where I left off at on Sunday morning. We spoke about this. I'm going to dive a little bit, little, little bit deeper into it. Uh, we, we looked at what it means to walk by the Spirit, it, and, it's, and it's yielding to the Spirit of God that is within us, right? Amen. It's yielding to the Spirit of God that's within us. As Christians, we have the indwelling Holy Spirit from the time that we're born again, and that is yielding to that Holy Spirit, learning how to do that from God's Word, acting that out through God's Word and the illumination of God's Word by the Holy Spirit in our life, that is yielding to it, and that is walking by the Spirit and not by the flesh. Paul spoke four chapters previous to this about salvation and how we are not justified by the ceremonial law, how we're not justified by the outward washings and the outward traditions and the outward customs and all of the things that the Jews were doing in the Old Testament, that the Judaizers or Judaizers were now trying to inflict on the people. And so what was happening here is these false teachers had came into the church and had begun to teach them that, hey, you have to be circumcised, you have to do X, Y, and Z to be able to, have, to be justified, and it's just not so. He spent four chapters teaching us that that wasn't the case. Uh, we understand according to Scripture, and Paul teaches us this in Ephesians, teaches us this through all of his books, uh, that uh, by grace are we what? By grace are we saved through faith, and that not of ourselves. So, with that being said, that wraps up Galatians 1 through chapter 4. And this is what Paul was teaching in 1 through chapter 4, is that faith and faith alone is what justifies us, not anything externally from, from any type of uh, ceremonial law or any type of circumcision or anything like that. So he comes to us now in chapter 5, and he tells us to walk in the Spirit. 
to walk in the Spirit. So he leaves off from salvation, and now we're talking about what? Sanctification, right? Sanctification. The best example that we have in God's Word, without a doubt, of walking in the Spirit is Jesus Christ, right? We have that revealed to us in the Scriptures. We actually have four Gospels that show us very vividly how to walk in the Spirit. You remember, He yielded Himself, even though equal with the Father, He yielded Himself and put Himself under submission to the Father and was obedient to the Father, walking by the Spirit. And so here we have the best example. He is our standard bearer. We know that. Uh, now here he comes. Here comes the problem right here, and this is this is it. Now we move from sixteen to seventeen, and this this is problematic for us as children of God. Listen to what it says: For the flesh sets its desires against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh. For these are in opposition to one another, so that you may not do the things that you please. The first thing I want to talk to you about tonight is the problem. The problem. If we say that we have Christ, if we say that we have been born again, and the Spirit of God dwells within, then we also have to say that the flesh and the Spirit are in constant battle within us. Shirley says, Amen to that. Amen to that. The battle and the flesh constantly strive with one another. And this is the problem. It's an inner turmoil that all Christians have. Now I want you all to pay attention. Turn with me to Genesis 25. I'm going to give you an example. I've always thought that the best examples that we can give are always scriptural. Genesis in chapter 25, we have a story about a a young man and a young woman, one that cannot have a child, but the Lord blesses her. And in Genesis 25, we're going to read a certain section here. And um, I want you to listen to what it says. Genesis 25, this is talking about Isaac and Rebekah. This is a beautiful illustration, and as I've been listening to God's Word in my ear nonstop as as much as I can, and I've been going through these stories, all of these narratives out of the Old Testament, and they just keep coming to my mind as as I'm reading God's Word, and this is one of them right here, and I think this applies so cool to our text. Genesis 25, listen to what 21 through 23 says. Let me set it up for you really quick. Uh, Rebecca was barren, just as Sarah was barren, just as Hannah was barren, just as a lot of the other women in the Old Testament were barren, but the Lord blessed her, didn't he? And so what happens? She conceives and she's born, and within she has twins. Now listen to what it says in verse 21. And Isaac prayed to the Lord on behalf of his wife, 21, because she was barren. And the Lord answered him, and Rebecca, his wife, conceived. Here comes verse 22. But the children struggled together within her. And she said, if it is so, why then am I this way? So she went to inquire of the Lord, and the Lord said to her, two nations are in your womb. 
And so let's flip back over to the book of Galatians. And I just I want to use that as an illustration to show us the type of turmoil that we have in our life as children of God. We have the Spirit of God that is wise, that is, that is perfect and, and beautiful, and it goes contrary to the flesh that is, that is sinful and that is wicked. And they battle. And if you're anything like me, they battle all the time. If you don't have a battle between the Spirit of God and your own flesh in your life, you might need to check your heart. Because I'm telling you, there's a battle that rages with me. And I, I tell my wife this. I say, Casey, honey, I need you to pray for me. What's wrong? Baby, I'm just, just pray for me. Please pray for me. Like Rebecca, as, as Christians, there's an inner turmoil between these two forces of the flesh and of the spirit. And they rage daily inside of, of all of us if we are children of God. And, and it just, this just is. This is, this is, is inner turmoil, and it, it must be dealt with, or we will live defeated, defeated lives. Salvation is just the beginning. It is. It's just the beginning. We're saved, and like Brother Boyd used to say, we're saved and we dunk them, and then nothing else. Y'all remember him talking about that? That's right. Well, that's not the way that we're to do this thing called the Christian walk. We're saved, but then there is sanctification that takes place. And that is the whole course of our life. That we are walking in the Spirit uh, after, after the Lord, after we've been saved. From the time that we are saved to the time that we go to be with Jesus... We're in a constant state of sanctification. You are never going to meet a perfect state of being inside yourself. While you're on this earth and on this planet, you're going to have striving until you die. There are people and, and denominations that teach that you can meet perfection. Now there is something that is inside of us that is per- perfect. What is that? That's the Holy Spirit. That's, the, that's that incorruptible seed that I'm going to talk about here in just a little bit. But, however, we still have the old flesh that we have to deal with. And it comes up over and over. As Christians, we have to mortify, mortify the deeds of the flesh. Turn with me to Romans in chapter 8. Mortify the deeds of of the flesh and this is not easy to mortify means to what to kill the deeds of the flesh this does not mean there there are some people that in the past have have thought that that meant self-infliction that 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 does not mean that to mortify the deeds of the flesh does not mean to hurt yourself in order that you may not sin. You can poke both your eyes out and you're still going to sin. You can cut both your hands off and you can still still with your own heart. So there's a way in which to mortify the deeds of the flesh. And, and we're going we're gonna to look at that. Listen to what it says in Romans 8, 11 through 18. 11 through 18. But if the Spirit of Him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, 
He who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through His Spirit who indwells you. So then, brethren, we are under obligation not to the flesh to live according to the flesh. For if you are living according to the flesh, you must die. But if by the Spirit you are putting to death or mortifying the deeds of the body... You will live. So the Apostle Paul, the same one writing to the, uh, to the Galatians here in Romans, he tells us, if we are walking in the Spirit, we are putting to death the deeds of the flesh. But if we're chasing after the flesh, you're going to die. You're going to die. Let's know what it says in 14. Let's move on. For all who are being led by the Spirit of God, these are sons of God. For you have not received a spirit of slavery leading to fear again, but you have received a spirit of adoption. This is one of Miss Martha's uh, verses that she loves. A spirit of adoption as sons by which we cry out, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And of children, heirs also, heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ, if indeed we suffer with him with him in order that we may also be glorified with him. That suffering, what is that suffering? That suffering entails all sorts of stuff, but partly is mortifying those deeds of the flesh. It's not easy to do these things, but we have to be in a state of constantly mortifying those deeds of the flesh, putting them to death, starving them out. Starving them out so that we may walk in the Spirit. Verse 18, For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory that is to be, to be revealed to us. Amen to that again. It is, it is our present time that we are suffering, and when we look at it, I am almost 40. There's a lot of you. I think everybody's older than me. I think everybody's older than me in here tonight. You're older than me, Robert, aren't you? Everybody's older than me. Um, I am almost 40, and I see now I'm beginning to see my body in certain places beginning to break down. It's not as fluid as it used to be. I don't move in my knees as quick as I used to. I see these young men like Christian, and he's, and he's running and he's playing ball, and I'm like, if I did that without six months of rehabilitation before I did that, I wouldn't have a need left. And so I see that the body is failing. But I want us to understand something. That it is worth every minute to constantly put to death the deeds of the flesh. Because of what's going to be revealed in the end. The Lord's going to be revealed to us. And there's nothing that we can compare that to. Let's turn back to Galatians. Scripture does not teach us that once we are saved, we are okay. And that we don't have to do anything else. It just doesn't teach us that, does it? To mortify the deeds of the flesh or to put them in subjection. Listen to me. To mortify the deeds of the flesh or to put them in subjection to the will of the Spirit in our lives. That we may starve them to death. In other words, it's making your flesh a slave 
to the Spirit. This is mortifying those deeds. And I want to give you an example of this. The Romans, along with, I mean, really all sorts of different nations, used a tactic that they found very effective when starving out an enemy. Um, If they wanted to siege a city and they had the means and the sources and the men and the manpower to do so, one thing that they would do is they would cut off all lines of communication. They would literally build a wall up around a city. They wouldn't let nobody in or nobody out. And then before long, they would either do one of two things. Because they're being choked out, they're being starved to death, they would either surrender or they would die. One of two things. They'd surrender or they'd die. They'd get so weak to where they couldn't do anything. When it comes to mortifying the deeds of the flesh... Listen to me. By the aid of the Holy Spirit and through the illumination by the Word of God, we must set up our walls daily to starve out all our carnal desires. Do we understand that? We have to build those walls just like the Romans did. To starve starve out those carnal desires. To mortify those deeds of the flesh. This means it takes work. It's not easy. It's called sanctification. And it's tough. So first, the problem is the conflict with the two, right? The one fights against... Well, they both fight against each other, right? Can anybody testify one more time that you have an inner turmoil that you daily have to take to the Lord and work on? By show of hands. Everybody, right? This is this is this is if you're if you're a child of God, man. This is what happens. You're saved and you're thrown right into the battle. But there's there's good news with this battle. There's good news. Not only are you thrown right into the battle, but you're also thrown into a church. A lot of times, where you where you have other people that can that can help you and grow you and disciple you. But you also have the best thing ever, and that's the Spirit of God dwelling within. The comforter. And so we have these things. The second, the good news is we have help. And that, that is the Holy Spirit. Without a question, without a doubt, we have the Holy Spirit. That is the good news. I want you to listen to me. If you are trying to starve out and beat these carnal desires by observing the law and by the traditions and by customs of things that you've heard in the past, if you are trying to do that by your own flesh and by your own hand, it's never going to work. This was Paul's desire. This is what he was trying to communicate to them when he said, look at verse 18. When he said verse 18, which says, well, I'll get to that here in just a second. Uh, well, let me go ahead and get there. Let me, let, me, let me say it. But if you were led by the Spirit, you were not under the law. And, and so these, these observances of these old traditions and these customs, especially circumcision, and this is what he was talking about here. If you're trying to find justification, if you're trying to find sanctification and cleansing from these things, it's never going to happen. It just will not. The observances of the law, the old customs, the traditions, the ceremonies will not and they will never sanctify you. 
they will not help you kill the desires of the flesh. Now, I'm not talking about the moral law. Now, there's a difference. There was a moral, a ceremonial, traditional, or judicial. I'm talking about the moral law. The moral law is altogether different. We have a moral law as children of God that has been written on what? The tablets of our own heart. We have a moral law that Jesus Christ spoke about in Matthew chapter 5, 6, and chapter 7. A moral law that teaches us that if we are angry with our brother, it is the same as murder. So it's not talking about removing that moral law for sanctification. Oh, by, by all means, we need that. We need to listen to those things. The Spirit of God speaks to us through the Word of God, and we see that example laid out in Christ Jesus, and He says, no, if you have anger with your brother, it's the same as hating. It's the same as murder. And so we need that moral law. But all these other things, these traditions and customs and ceremonies and washings, all this stuff is not going to sanctify us. It just won't. How, does, how, do we, how do we do that nowadays? How do we see that played out nowadays? We see it played out in a lot of different ways. Uh, we see it played out with dressings and cutting of hair, even with church attendance, even with Sunday school attendance. All of these things, don't we? Legalism. It's called legalism is what it is. It's called legalism. And we believe that if we just do it just right, then we're going to be holy And that's just not the case. It has everything to do with the heart. It has everything to do with the Spirit of God that's dwelling within that is helping you combat the deeds of the flesh. And so, here we have a problem, but we have the good news. And the good news is we're not left to fend for ourselves. We have the precious, as I mentioned before, incorruptible seed. I don't think that we understand how perfect that is. I'm glad I got Tasha's glasses, by the way. If I get, if I get on y'all's nerves by taking them on and off, I know it drives me crazy, but I can't see y'all if I got them on. And so, and I don't want to look at you like this. So, just bear, bear with me. Uh, when we look at this, I don't think we understand how good a news it is that we have the Spirit of God dwelling within us. I think we forget at times how powerful that is. I think we do. I do. I forget that. I forget that the Spirit of God is within and that it's it's fighting against the flesh. And it's there. It's there. But we forget about it and we, we put it off to the side and we try to take up our own flesh and say, all right, let me mortify my own deeds and see if I can do it myself. When the Holy Spirit's dwelling inside the whole time, we need to call upon the Holy Spirit to that incorruptible seed to rise up, that comforter, that, that, that one that comforts us, that one that teaches us, guides us, and directs us. But also, according to the Scriptures, the Holy Spirit wars against the deeds of the flesh. So there is a warrior inside of us called the Holy Spirit that fights For us, showing us what is right and what is wrong. Showing us when to yield and showing us when to do the work of God. 
Listen to what it says. It wars against the flesh and its desires. Listen to the text. For the flesh sets its desires against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh. Now, which one do you think is more powerful? The Holy Spirit or the flesh? The Holy Spirit. That's right. So if that's dwelling within us, we know that we have, we have that comforter that's a warrior with inside of us that can combat the deeds of the flesh, to mortify the deeds of the flesh. We have to have that Holy Spirit to do that. This is why we can say, greater is he that is in me than what? That's the only reason. Because we have the Holy Spirit. So the good news is we have help, don't we? Third, 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 and final. I'm almost done. Listen to me. It shows us that we do not own ourselves, but belong to another. And if we belong to another, we should act accordingly. Listen to the text. Verse 17. So that you may not do the things that you please. You understand that my children don't get to do the things that they please because they have one that owns them? That the Lord has put as a steward over them to direct them even though they go and they act silly at times when they're in my presence and when they're with me and Casey and I. They know that there are certain things that they don't do. When they step out of line, they get in trouble for it. But for the most part, they're pretty good kids. They don't wear shoes about half the time, but they're pretty good kids. They may need a worming, but they're pretty good kids. Because they know that they belong to us and that we are watching them. We have to understand that we don't belong to ourselves, but we have been bought and paid for by the precious blood of Christ. And if that's the case, then the Holy Spirit is dwelling within us. And we are owned, bought, and paid for by the Lord God Almighty. He owns us. And so we are to act accordingly. If we have the Holy Spirit dwelling within us, then we should act as the Lord acted while on the earth. For we belong to Him. You say, well, that's a pretty stiff order, Brother Matthew, to act like Jesus. Well, if we're going to be called little Christ, we might as well. It's not easy. I struggle with it every day. But that's the, that's, that's the struggle that we're talking about. That's called sanctification. And as I get older, sometimes I feel like it gets easier. Sometimes I feel like it's just getting harder. Am I the only one in the boat? Sometimes I'm like, man, I whipped that pride. And as soon as I feel like that, I'm like, oops. That's pride. You know, I mean, this is, this is the real thing. I mean, when we have these things going on in our life, we have to mortify these things and, and get them out, starve them out. Oppose them and do away with them so that we may walk after the Spirit. So we must mortify the deeds of the flesh so that we are not found pleasing, or that, so that we are found pleasing in the sight of our Lord. And this is what Paul is calling to the Galatians and all children of God to do. The workings of the law will never mortify the deeds of the flesh. It just, it, it just will not happen. 
Uh, and in conclusion, as we look at this text, walking by the Spirit. Walking by the Spirit, if you go back up to 16, walking by the Spirit is walking as Christ walked. He has set the standard. We're to conform to Him and not to the world. And I, and I think that we know this. But it's, it's good to be reminded that conforming to Him means yielding to the Spirit as it illuminates truth in the Word of God. And the only way that we can know that truth in the Word of God is if we take it up and read. And so, yielding to the Spirit of God, walking after the Spirit of God and in the Spirit, doing that, you have to have God's Word. You have to be ready to yield and understand that there is a war, just like in Rebecca's womb, there is a war that is a struggle that is going on nonstop between the flesh and the spirit that we have to contend with. And conforming to him means, listen to this and I'm done, yielding to the spirit as it illuminates truth in the word of God. And so uh, I'm done this evening. That's uh, 16, 17 and 18. As you get into 19, 20 and 21, uh, let's go ahead and read that. And we'll see what this looks like as the the deeds of the flesh. Really quick, listen to what it says. Now the deeds of the flesh are evident. Which are? And we we, we know these. I mean, they are, uh, these are what we're, these are the things that we're trying to remove and, and knock down and weed out of our life constantly. And listen to what it says. Now the deeds of the flesh are evident, which are immorality, impurity, sensuality. These are things in the heart. Idolatry, sorcery, enmity. These are things against the jealous one, the Lord. Jealousy, outbursts of anger. These are towards others. Outbursts, and so you have both law, both tablets here mentioned really in all of these things in the law. Outbursts of anger, disputes, dissensions, and factions envying, drunkenness, carousing, and things like these of which I forewarn you, just as I have forewarned you, that those who practice such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. And we know that right after that, it brings us into the fruit of the Spirit, which we're going to be going over next. Let's go to the Lord in prayer.